Is that what we're drinking tonight or eating tonight? I'm I'm a little light. I went back to water after starting too early. He sounds like he's in a bathtub or something. Most of us killed stuff this year. There's a few people in this room that didn't kill stuff. You can step out. I was going to say, pardon me, Brad, you want to go downstairs? We'll just go uh, have a conversation by ourselves. You saw a lot of stuff take dirt naps. Yeah. Actually, I got a video of you trying to take a, give a pig a dirt nap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Actually, the, I think I've seen that. The problem is, is the purple streak. Exactly. The nocturnal mm-hmm. gives it away. He can't. He can't get away from that one. So. Yeah. It was it, close. It was close. I haven't posted that video yet. I'm still kind of you figuring out how I want to do that. But throw the highlights in there, and then just put a to be continued at the end of it. <laughs> and so next year, as he's fit when draw, he actually capitalizes, <laughs> we'll just continue the video. Plus, you're left-handed, so you're at a disadvantage there, yes. too. So. Yes. Plus, yeah, you're yeah, one yeah, eye, yeah, yeah. and your <laughs> nose hairs are growing longer on the right side. Yeah, I, I closed both both eyes, though, as soon as, soon as I shot. So, you Did know? you read the back of my sweater? I did not read the back of your sweater. Oh. What gets you off, or what? I never dreamed I'd grow up to be a super sexy bow hunter, but here I am. Okay, your wife got you that for Christmas. No, one of my BFs did. Oh, I'm telling you. Jesus. <laughs> no, no comment. Yeah, now. I'm going to probably pull off it and we're going to move on. the bottom where it said, and I'm here killing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you sat down before I got to finish the sentence. and then they you both, were too busy staring at my butt. Well, you know, I mean, come on. Hmm. And these guys started, like, going, oh, my God, here well, they are. There's a reason why we put you two on the couch. Redneck so, uh, 101, here exactly. we come. Welcome to the RNA Outdoors podcast, fueled by Ripcord Arrowrest and First Light Hunting Apparel. At RNA, we are public land DIY conservationists that love to share our passion for the outdoors. So join us and our team as we interview professionals in the industry to share insight knowledge that helps make hunters and anglers more successful. Listeners, subscribers, and fellow outdoorsmen and women. This is your host, Lucas Paw, and I'm excited to tell you about some of the sponsors that continue to help make this podcast not only happen, but grow and thrive in this digital world of audio content. This podcast is brought to you by Ripcord Arrow Rest, the bow hunter's number one fallaway rest on the market. Ripcord is known for 100% full time arrow containment and their patented drop-dead brake system that eliminates launcher bounce back. Best of all, Ripcord is backed by their rock-solid guarantee. If the original owner has a part break for any reason, it will be repaired or replaced at no charge. And did I mention? Ripcord is located in southwest Montana, where all their products are made with pride in America. Check them out at ripcordarrest.com and on their social media feeds. 
This podcast is brought to you by First Light Clothing and Hunting Apparel. Born in the Rockies in central Idaho, First Light's mission is to create simple yet proven versatile gear that provides comfort and performance in any situation while working to promote the pursuit of ethical hunting and stewardship. I recently joined the First Light Pro staff team and have continued to be impressed year after year in their innovations in engineering and merino wool fabrics. Ten years ago, they started putting out wool fabrics with camo patterns, and immediately this changed the game. Since then, they offer multiple layering systems and kits in various proprietary patterns and continue to raise the bar with their competition. Find them online at firstlight.com or under their social media feeds. Go farther, stay longer. Well, gentlemen, what are we welcome, doing? Welcome to the cave, Justin. Welcome, man. Thanks, huh? Yeah, Brad. First time on air. Yeah. What yeah. the hell? I know. I just sit and watch. That's okay. <laughs> that didn't sound very good. Observe, drink. Yeah. No, you Does drink your woman know bit. about that? You're, you're, you just sit and watch. You're gonna bleed out two virgins tonight. Quiet. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Quiet. Bleep. Okay, okay, we're back on again. <laughs> I can. I have editing skills, so he does. I'm I'm <laughs> taking a drink now, so yeah. so happy New Year's, guys. Hey, thank you. We got happy one more New day Year's, in man. seventeen. Seventeen was a good year, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. We're yes. gonna we're gonna recap seventeen tonight. We're gonna talk a little bit about some of the adventures we did. Most Yeehaw. of us killed stuff this year. There's a few people in this room that didn't kill stuff. You can step out. I was going to say, pardon me, Brad, you want to go downstairs? We'll just go uh, have a conversation by ourselves. But we're a part of some pretty amazing hunts. Amen to that. um, It's not always about being the one behind the trigger, and that's, you know, that's the cool thing. I saw a lot of animals drop. You saw a lot of stuff take dirt naps. Yeah. Actually, I got a video of you trying to give a pig a dirt nap. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Actually, the, I think I've seen that is, is the, purple streak. Exactly, the nocturnal <laughs> mm-hmm. gives it away. He can't. He can't get away from that one. So yeah, it was it, close. It was close. I haven't posted that video yet. I'm still kind of you figuring out how I want to do that. But we should just blur his face. You should. Up. You should. You, <laughs> should, <laughs> should <laughs> you should pause this this podcast and say, "Oh, by the way, everybody. Okay, now go to here and watch Brad's yep. blue nocturnal. Throw the highlights in there." And then just put a to be continued at the end of it. And so next year, <laughs> As he's fit when draw. he actually capitalizes, we'll just continue the video. The crazy thing is, is when I was videoing that, I'm like, he's got to be like 10 yards from this thing. I mean, you... 31. You, yeah, you, you stalked right up behind it. He went in just out of the cut of that alfalfa, and he just was sitting right on that high, high area. And yep. you were sitting there full draw. I'm thinking, okay. And I just, you can see the nocturnal go, and then he runs out. You turn around, look at me, and I'm like, I don't know. I was probably 200 yards away, but no, I definitely turned around and went, "Are you freaking kidding me?" I shot right under him because I was so com- confident at 30 yards. I'll and and said it is holding in the middle of him, blowing his lungs out. I'm all, I'm gonna shoot him in the heart. I'm all, I just shot the bow. I'm dialed in. This that was your that was your new bow, wasn't it? Brand brand new bow. Shot it a bunch. I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke this this pig. Well, the problem was I ranged him 30 yards. Drew back. He took a couple steps. I had to step down the hill three times. That's right. You took two, a couple steps back. Which probably added two, three yards. Plus you're left-handed, so you're at a disadvantage there, yes. too. So. Yes. Plus yeah. you're one-eyed, yeah, yeah, yeah. and your <laughs> nose hairs are growing longer on the right side. Yeah, I, I closed both both eyes, though, as soon as, soon as I shot. So yeah. That's smart. <laughs> smart. 
Hope for the doesn't best. have anything uh-huh. to do with the EXO crown that he's been drinking either. <laughs> what a great the, Christmas right, we, gift. We, 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 I'm drinking water. Hello. Is that not water right there or what? Why are you on water now? Yeah. Oh. Because of all the, <laughs> all the stuff we've been drinking before we got here. Oh, the XO crown. Funny thing is, Thanks, is Brad. I, I yeah. had to cook. I had to cook elk meat and mule deer meat tonight just to get these guys over here to hang out with me. But we told him we were good to go, guys. Tuesday yep. night works yep. too. Yep, mm-hmm. Tuesday. Yep. Tuesday yeah. works for me. I got more in the fridge that's aging, so well, okay, we're back on for Tuesday. Yeah. So what was your favorite part of the meal tonight? Was it Oh my god, that Because here, here's a funny thing when, when oh, wait. I, <laughs> <laughs> You guys need to see my when I went my put my grocery list together, it consisted of beer, bread. And bacon. Those are the only things on my grocery list. Well, today, I so. will say, in my opinion, that that bacon wrap mule deer was absolutely phenomenal. Okay. I mean... Coming from you, because you're kind of a mule deer snob. I, so. I'm, I am kind of a mule deer snob. I actually prefer elk, but that bacon wrap mule deer was absolutely great. And that new grill that you got... I'm still... You're a I'm, geek. Working, I'm still working the tweaks out of it, but little fonts of pants. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It's you crazy know when you can sit in there and watch the meat temperature rise on your phone. When he starts, I mean, are you going to get those guys as a sponsor or something? Because no, it's not the plan. You, but you are a total geek when it comes to that. You're like, look at your phone. Look, guys. Hey, it's at 89 degrees. We only have another two more degrees, you know? and we got this yeah. in the bag. Oh, it's going to be <laughs> awesome. Everyone's like Traeger, Traeger, Traeger. I'm like, yeah, Traeger doesn't have Wi-Fi, so this yeah. is pretty cool. And I did give you a bunch of crap for it because I was like, oh, come on. And then I saw it, and I saw it on your phone, and I'm like, all right, I got to buy one. I got to need one of those. That's oh, dang it. it. But it, you think about the amount that all of us hunt and the amount of meat we put in a freezer, you know, the days of just putting it on a gas grill and charring it. I mean, there's so much meat we've probably wasted. Well, yeah, he's talking, he's talking about, about you, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. That's why we sit on Look, this side of the of room, them, and he, they sit on that yeah. side of the room. It must yeah. be a shirt thing, too. Yeah. You know, they're both wearing the same sh- kind of... Yeah. I'm wearing my Walmart special. God, they're geeking out or something over there, even though. So what uh, shirt are gone, you wearing we'll there, Lucas? From yes. This would be one of our uh, sponsors of the podcast, First oh. Light. Uh-huh. First Light sponsor, and you have a First Light shirt on also. I'm not sponsored, though, because I don't, I don't kill anything. That's a pretty flag you got on there, buddy. Thank I you. like that. American. That's born and raised. American. American, America. I say. American. I was up on the American-Canadian border here a month ago. You did know? you read the back of my sweater? I did not read the back of your sweater. Oh. What gets you off or what? Woo. I never dreamed I'd grow up to be a super sexy bow hunter, but here I am. Okay, your wife got you that for Christmas. No, one of my BFs did. Oh, I'm telling you. Jesus. <laughs> no no comment. Yeah, no. I'm going to probably clean up. Except for the read the bottom where it said, and I'm here killing it. <laughs> well, I you sat down before I got to finish the sentence, and then That's they both... you were too busy staring at my butt. Well, you know, I mean, come on. Hmm. And these guys started, like, going, oh, my God, here There's they are. There's a reason why we put you two on the couch. Redneck so, uh, 101, here exactly. we come. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys, let's, uh, let's talk about hunting. So... 2017, if you guys could think about one memory, one highlight, maybe something that you learned or, or something that maybe, you know, will help you in 2018's hunt. So what, what jumps out at any of you guys from 2017 that uh, was something you'll maybe take into next year? I need more points. <laughs> no, you don't. 
Oh. Jason, how, for, many, how many animals did you pull the trigger on this year? <clears throat> um, let's see here now. I didn't kill anything. That's I didn't even unlike kill a, you. I didn't even kill a squirrel this season. That's unlike you. So, but I was involved in a lot of dead shit. Um, was with you and Brad when my boy killed a hog here yeah. in California. Yeah. Was with my buddy Tom uh, when my daughter killed her hog in California. And then, Lucas, you and I were on my uh, daughter's elk hunt, which was Arizona elk. I mean, holy crap. Yeah, there's what only been s- about how many podcasts we did on that. That's just that off the charts. Awesome. And it was a lot harder than we thought. I yeah. mean, you draw a rifle tag during the rut and you think grandeur thoughts of <laughs> 350 class bulls running all over the place and eeny, meeny, miny, mo. which one are we going to shoot? And instead we end up basically archery hunting elk with a rifle. Yeah. And you shoot them at 70 yards. I mean, when you're practicing shooting at 600 yards. She was ready to and yeah, didn't she, need to pull out anything wrong range, but she was no. ready for it. And then uh, for me, of course, then my son's mule deer hunt in Nevada. I mean, that was absolutely off the chart. He only shot, what, a 20... 29. 29-inch wide mule deer. I mean, nothing big. Four by four. <laughs> phenomenal fronts on that buck. It was just... It was... Well, it was bigger than any, any buck I've ever killed. The crazy thing is, is your kids shot a, a bigger mule deer and a bigger elk than you've ever shot. Yeah. What does that, uh, what does that tell you? It tells me that uh, they got a great dad that <laughs> hooks them up and takes them places. Uh, no, you know, my dad took me a lot of places when I was younger, but never just, never, never made it, never made it happen. I missed, I missed my fair share, but um, both my kids killed phenomenal yeah, animals. Yeah, had a great year. Oh, it was, it was off Super the chart. Cool year. And you know what's funny is now both of them are like, okay, well, now that I've killed a, a big elk, so uh, dad, next year I'd like to kill a, I think I'd like to kill a bigger mule deer than than my brothers. And then my son's like, well, and then I want to go kill a bigger elk than uh, my sisters. And I'm like, OMG. I mean, come on. You better we get just, on the corner and start yeah, working, man. I was going to say, what? At what point are they going to start working? Oh, well, see, my we had this discussion with my dad and I uh, a couple years back about how I've killed a bigger buck than he ever has with his bow in the state of California. And it was the good times are now to where old guys were reflecting on, oh, back in the day, we used to be able to kill this. We used to be able to kill that. But just in recent years are actually these huge, big numbered elk, deer, pronghorns, yeah. you know, pigs, just you name it. They're yeah. actually starting to get put in the books and actually shown and yeah. get respect that they deserve and need yeah. but people were like oh well, they used to shoot much bigger well compared to then to now i don't know if it's different management different skills yeah. or people just didn't care then it's funny because you see some of the photos posted like years ago like black and white photos of guys that got you know these bucks hanging over the hood of a truck i mean and they're just you know slobs yeah they're arizona strip yeah type yeah. bucks right but those bucks still exist right yes. i mean look at the buck we saw you know, south of Goodale area or in the Bishop area that was taken from a lion. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. that's a buck of a lifetime for that unit. And uh, yeah. they still exist, right? It's just, they may, you may see them one year and then you may not see them for three years. Yeah. Well, we spent know? two years up there 
two years and probably over 60 days in that in that good dale area over two years weren't there this year but your brother's hunt and your hunt yeah we never we never saw a deer anywhere near well i hate to say it but we never saw a deer anywhere near the caliber of the buck that my my son shot yeah Mm -hmm. you know i mean that's 60 days of hardcore hunting over two years um and scouting i shouldn't say just hunting because the season wasn't that long um and we never saw anything of of the caliber of the deer that my my son shot or the caliber of the deer that we found, you know, on that, that lion kill photograph. Do you guys think that there's ever going to be a season again to hunt lions in California? I nope. mean, no. Do you think there's ever going to get no. to a point where they're going to say, okay, our deer populations are at a that point where... That takes a two-thirds majority vote of, of the actual congressional, and then, I mean, that's never going to happen. I mean, And I know from the horse's mouth at a hunting convention... From fishing game, that I've actually heard a fishing game guy say that if it's up to them, they will never open mountain lion season again in California. Doesn't matter what the deer population gets to. In other words, if they huh. eat all the deer, we'll have plenty of mountain lions. But, but we at won't some have point, deer. California. I mean. They're going to give out 35 tags in Goodale, but no one's ever going to shoot a quality deer there. No one's ever going to apply there anymore. So you have to wonder, at some point, are people going to stop applying in some of these units because there's just no deer anymore, and then the state's going to lose revenue based on it. I, I, th- I think it depicts the amount of revenue for that area versus the whole state is minute. Yeah. I don't think it makes a dent in there. As long as you buy your hunting license, and we all do, they're still getting their revenue to where... They actually don't give a rats about the deer population. It's more of a yeah. They manage control. people and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's. They, I mean, you and I had a podcast where we talked about that. It's really in the state of California. They're managing the people. They're not managing yes. the animals. To where to boost down from those actual fish and game booth was a guy who went out and tracked and collared mountain lions in the state of California. And he was only issued so many collars. And after he filled eight collars in a month, he actually had to get donations to buy more and put them and had them on a graph on his computer where they showed month by month each color of each mountain lion going over itself to where in a teardrop shape, it actually showed mountain lions just overlapping each other's tracks. In terms of where their their their, territory... Their territory, oh, there's so many square miles (laughs) per cat. He would have trail cameras on dead roadkill carcasses to where there'd be four cats on a kill at a time. And people were like, oh, no, those are... are, That's a female and her cubs. No, it'd be two males and two females, or they just were getting along to where they were actually hunting together or just not caring because there were so many of them to where their territories have basically overlapped gone each out other the window yeah where they well, i just think when you look at like the fishing game when they when they send out any whether it's reports or like this new 10-year elk report that they just sent out which is interesting because when you read about it part of their plan is to you know up the percentage of elk tags in the next 10 years which i think is a great thing because if they don't elk are going to become a problem in the state of california but um they say they do all of their their population counts, you know, from helicopters and aerial, but all <laughs> their counts are always so conservative. And I've actually witnessed one of these counts that'll just out of Rob, Roberts. Roberts, 
Yeah, but it's just incredible. Like when they when they like so we're familiar with La Panza and and uh, you know the San Luis Reservoir area and of course the Hunter Liggett area and the numbers of elk that they're reporting versus what we all see when we go out and actually put boots on the ground is it's it's apples and oranges. It's incredible what they report versus what's really out there. I mean. It, we're, we're out. We're not out there probably a quarter of the time that the fishing game, you know, folks and the biologists are out there, and it's just incredible the numbers that they come up with based on those. I, I don't. I don't understand it. I really don't because, you know, I mean, is honesty the, a bad thing when it I, comes to telling the, the truth? Well, mm-hmm. you know, I had a fishing game representative say, "Oh, well, there's there's 180 elk in this area," and I went, "What?" and I personally sat on one knob with my binoculars and counted over 300 head of elk. And he told me, oh, no, there's only 180 head of elk in this area. I'm like, okay, well, I know for a fact that from my one glassing spot, there's no way I could see all the elk. But I counted over 300 head of elk and just and I was only in one location. And this was in like a three hour period over this, and I admit, I glass, you know, I glass quite a ways, and I'm pretty good at it, and I could see, you know, a couple miles in pretty much a big geographical area, and they're like, oh, no, there's no way there's 300 elk, head of elk here, and I'm just like, you guys are smoking crack if you don't think there's 300 head. I mean, they and they told me, there's no only 100, 180. That's what their number said. And I've seen it go the exact opposite way to where... They'll put guys on knobs and go, okay, you sit here, you sit here, and everybody has their knob position. Then they start driving, you know, to get push, elk r- push out, out the to... elk to where you can actually see them or count them. And you'll end up talking to the guy that was on the knob three knobs over earlier, and he'll be like, oh, yeah, I saw, you know, 16 cows, three bulls, you know, because everybody has their tally sheets and everybody was keeping track of what they saw, and how many of what if they could identify. And you start talking to everybody, and all of a sudden everybody puts up their things, and everybody saw the same exact freaking elk to where they push them. Oh, I saw them. I counted them. They go over two ridges. That guy sees those same 15, 16 elk, and they just do circles. So they're allocating for the same herd yes, to where, and then they, and all the geniuses go, yeah, we saw the same herd. You saw the same herd. I heard... He said, oh, no, 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 no. I saw 15 from you. You saw 15. He saw 15. Okay, let's, so you guys let's saw, connect the dots. You guys saw 45 elk <laughs> just from your little three positions. Yeah. Okay, great. And then, they start, then we start talking to everybody, and they're like, oh, yeah, we saw those elk push through you. Go over to here. We didn't count them. Until you guys, so their numbers were so far off. And we're like, so we saw 30 elk today from my, my vantage point. You're going to count that as like 100 elk. Because everybody saw those that herd that same group blowing up and over, through there. up and over, and we're just like, guys, come on. Well, it, Brad it, and I were going out turkey hunting a month or so ago, and we were driving out by Bradley, and there's a bull on the side of the road hit by looked like it probably hit by a semi because oh man, one side of the branch was completely broke off right at the base, and the other side was still there. He was an old bull; his teeth were all gnarled down, and he had like a webbing, almost like a web fifth and sixth point. But yeah, it was a huge bull, huge big bull. body bull. But Man. that's that's what's going to happen. I mean, they're we're going to have more problems with them, you know, doing you know problems with ranches and farmers, people hitting them on the roads versus us actually you know being able to go out and actually hunt them. That, 
Everybody yeah. wants the money, money for them. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, in this state, a PLM tag's going for what twenty five, thirty grand now. Oh yeah, thirty two. A big. If you shoot a big mature bull, there's some some ranch, ranches that are thirty five thousand. And then when you get up north and you talk about the Rosies, you know, I mean, there it's the same thing. A lot of the, well, I mean, over Christmas on Christmas Day, I went out with my brother and my dad, and we made one lap. We saw over three hundred different elk and there was one group that had 48 bulls in it 48 bulls yeah i mean it was phenomenal how many tags in del norte they give out Um, five or six they give 20 i think they give 25 tags for the northern california but that covers basically from the oregon border all the way past okay you know ferndale so most people hunt them in in different geographical areas than where i grew up but that's because all the area that really the elk congregate in are all private. private and then a lot of those people are just like what you guys talked about i mean they have plm tags on those ranches and they're like you know oh even if you draw a tag if you want to hunt this property it's five grand or if you want to hunt north of this location it's 10 grand and you're like okay how, how can a normal guy who draws a tag who draws a tag be able to go up there and spend five or ten grand i mean Come on. I mean, yeah. it's... No, you can't. It's like even on your San Luis, when you shot your Thule, I mean, what were trespass fees there on some places? Man, you know, I mean, there were some cool people up there, and, the, and I know a lot of people, so that helps. But, like, there was one guy, he was like, no, it's 25... If you want to step foot on my property, it's 2500 bucks." I said, I, I didn't necessarily have a problem spending $2,500 if I killed a bull. Or but if he, he knew there was a big bull on his property, I, maybe. Yeah, but he wouldn't even let me go and look on the property unless I paid twenty five hundred bucks. So it was pony up twenty five hundred bucks and take a chance that maybe has a bull on the property or not. And so I opted for the not side. I, I just, I mean, once again, you know, it's coming down to that point where um, I hate to say it, but it's turned into a what's in it for me situation sure. mm-hmm. well and if you got a if you've got elk on your property i mean that's a huge investment because you know people that are willing to spend there's people out there willing to spend 30 grand to shoot a tule elk to complete their you know their slam so right. 30 My 35 grand you know that's thirty-two thousand. yeah it's incredible Three years ago that's crazy tule elk bull thirty-two thousand dollars. hopefully he shot a good bull it was a toad yeah it was a giant well I mean that's that's Still awesome though. that somebody could. Yeah, I'd rather go shoot a stone sheep for that price. Well, I would rather go buy me a brand new. Yeah. <laughs> anything. Yeah. And go. I'll take my five hundred bucks and do it on public land and go see what I got. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm. I mean, I've I've helped guide a lot of elk with with the Smith guys, you know, on on the uh, um, ranch in Pozo, and it's most of the guys they're filling the slam. And that's just, that's what it takes. That's yeah. exactly what it is. And it's they're go selling California. for $18,000, $20,000, and that's what they're shooting, you know, because they, they need to fill, fill the slam to, that's just to draw a tag here in California. Well, there's only one non-resident tag, so. Yeah. yeah. And good that could be Chuck. anywhere in the state, right? Yeah. So, I mean, good luck there. Yeah, and then most it, guys, most guys, like I said, the slam's got to come through California to get a Thule. But the cool thing about the state is, is, I mean, 
a guy could shoot a Rocky, a Rosie, or a Thule in this state, right? Yeah. Well, he's yeah. got all of them. The only state to do that. Yeah. yeah. The Northeastern units got Rockies. Of course, Del Norte's it's got Rosies. Almost, yeah. And then yeah. everything like Santa Clara South is, well, um, yeah, I guess basically Santa Clara in that area south is all basically Thule's. You have some up near the Santa Rosa area. Yeah, down. Santa Rosa, that's mm-hmm. right. That's so, true. But... I mean, that's, uh, that is the beautiful thing about California. It's so diverse. I mean, we've talked about this numerous times. I mean, you have everything from redwoods to deserts to high alp regions. I mean, you, you've got the ocean. You've got the diversity in the state is phenomenal. And we have all kinds of different species. Three you name species it. of elk, three yeah. species of deer, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't, people want to diverse the whole Pacific hybrid, the hybrid. versus the blacktail. To me, there is a defined difference between oh, yeah. Pacific hybrid and a Northern California black tail. You can't tell. Apples. Technically, oranges. there's Rusa deer too, right up in the yes. like north of Hearst Castle area, yep. and yes. like up in the up yes. in the uh, Angeles Forest mm-hmm. there. Owdad up there also. Yes. Yeah, I've seen all those killed before. Yeah, I mean it's phenomenal. Little I teeny mean, deer, little antlers about that big, you know, six inches yeah. max, and that's a giant. Yeah, yeah. This this state is phenomenal. I mean, the species and everything that they have is is phenomenal. But you know the the political the political Mm -hmm. side of this and or the people that when you say, oh man, I yeah, I just I was taking my daughter out on her first hunt and they look at you like you're Satan incarnated and you're thinking. Well, that's a nice pair of leather boots that you're wearing there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. yeah, exactly. I wonder where those came from. Yes. Well, in this state of anywhere, it's hard to. It's you're always on the defensive if you're a hunter. A lot of times, kind of where we live is a little different because, you know, we're in an area that's you know kind pretty of pro. Yeah, yes. I mean, it, it's you know, there's a lot of farms and ranches, and hunting is kind of a way of life for some people, but. If you get out of our kind of bubble that we live in, I mean, you can go as far south as 30 miles from here on 101, and you're in an area where if you tell <laughs> yeah. them you're a hunter, you know, you yeah, could have problems. Str- but they're going to string you up. <laughs> yeah. It's just we're constantly on the defensive versus, like, where I grew up or when I go out of state hunting. It's like that's the norm. Like, it's so normal to go into where a restaurant take- where you're in your camo and your boots are and your hands are bloody. And they're like, honey, there's a bathroom back there. Wash your hands up. Mm-hmm. Come back. We'll feed you a warm dinner. It's, it's where they, just where it's they night take and day. Uh, opening day of deer season schools out. Yeah. yeah. So, so where that, every, because they know that everybody's going to be taking their daughter or their son out of school anyway. That's how it was when I was a kid. Hunting, or, or, or every every town that you drive in, there's a big sign that says, welcome, welcome. hunters. Yes. That's right. Colorado to me. When, I, when yes. I go into Colorado, Meeker or... Montrose, anywhere like that. It's like hunters welcome. Like we want you here because the two months that you're here basically gets us through the next nine months of the year. Exactly. Right. Wyoming the same way, mm-hmm. same yeah. way in Utah and a it's lot like of places. Three hundred percent of our uh, license tag fees, gas, food, oh, yeah. hotels, everything is what carries three hundred percent of their whole yeah the revenue, revenue stream. Yeah. It's incredible. I'd look at a town like Meeker that if it wasn't for hunters there, I mean, it's, it's a thousand people in that town, but during second and third and fourth rifle season for elk, it's just incredible. I mean, you can't find a hotel anywhere. You go into a restaurant and I mean, it's all about hunting, which is cool. um, But, you know, absent, you know, hunters like us, there wouldn't, that place wouldn't survive. There wouldn't Mm -hmm. be a town like Meeker. There wouldn't be a town like rifle because that's how those, little places basically make it for the rest yeah. of the year. Yep. 
is with all the hunters, you know. And ten percent of the you know population actually kill an elk, so mm-hmm. it's incredible. You got <laughs> you got how many thousands of hunters, and there's yep. only a select few that walk away. You know, the, the data says about ten percent on average in Colorado should kill an elk. So what what was the stat in California? Um, one buck is killed per seven years of hunter. So, mm-hmm. I mean, now that that doesn't take into consideration. Because I'm a bad man with Yeah, I, you, know, you, you kill two during Somebody the archery season. <laughs> Pound of two deer. But but then I actually I actually bought two tags. I I don't I didn't even didn't even fire an arrow in. You in, didn't give me a call. Uh, well, you know what can I say? I was I was too busy. He's too busy being my rangefinder. Yeah, that wasn't a very good job of that that I did either. But uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, I mean that has to be taken into consideration. There's some people that are great hunters that that are very successful, and then there's some people that buy a tag and don't even go. You know, exactly. but at the same time one deer every seven years for the state of california that, that's that's like can you imagine that's, that's crazy just, that's ridiculous this was the first year that i've not killed a deer you were working Cal- pretty hard on the woman though to get her one weren't you yeah and i was guiding a lot and take, taking guys out and shooting pigs but i also turned down a lot of deer i was really set on shooting a good a good buck. I don't do first that. thing that has a branch on yeah. one side. No, whack makes them, me stack a little them. more successful. I snuck into a buck about twenty yards and I sent him a picture of it. It was the little fork. Yeah, was, don't and, shoot. And you're like, don't, don't shoot. Abort mission. Get that, out. That was going to be my second tag. I was like, no, wait. I was wait. supposed to shoot that eighteen, nineteen inch fork, but yeah, that wasn't meant to be. Yeah, we don't want to talk about uh, that. We don't right? want. Do we have to read? This was, is like the third that podcast that, that, that this has come up on. That hey. Beautiful yep. buck that I was talking yep, about the day before. Right. I was yep. like, oh, he's just wasn't quite as nice as the as the next one. Fort, just the one he shanked, yeah, and missed. Yeah. Well, we got right in on that other one. Right after, actually, right after we saw him, huh? Yes. Yeah. We yeah. slipped in there. And we I were was just st- telling you about that really nice, yeah. perfectly symmetrical seventeen, eighteen. Horn I missed earlier that day. I spent two and a half hours freaking sneaking up on him just to freaking have him duck my arrow. And then you, he yeah. stood there for a minute broadside looking at me. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we should have. Sh- That's sh- blacktail hunting, though. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. When, when, like, when I was hunting in Colorado this year and then went back home to Montana, I was telling guys about, you know, hunting deer in California. I said, if it's legal, and it's got a spike on one side or it's got a fork on one side. I mean, it's you have to seriously consider whether or not you want to shoot yeah. it or not because you may never see another. Yep. Especially you know, if you're on buck. public land yep. with a bow, you better get with it. Yeah. And with a rifle, if that buck has a fork, I don't care how small it is, but if it's got a it's fork, it's done. If you pass it's on a dirt it, nap. the dude behind you yep. is going to pound it. Yeah. Yep. That's just that. And that's how that's how it is. That's how I grew up hunting. I mean, we shot a lot of small bucks because that's that's how it is. There's yeah. there's no going in. There's always in. someone waiting in line yeah. ready. Yeah. To oh yeah. Down. If I can get in there and if I can close the distance and get within my ethical bow range, I'm letting it rain. It, it's going down to where I, one out of every ten times is it even going to get to that point? Sure. Yeah. To where I can close the distance, have all the cards fall into place, and be able to make a shot. If it even gets to that point yeah. to where I try every legal buck, I try, I try, I try, well, you're only, I yeah, try. It's, it's good practice. I mean, 
even I hell I've practiced stalking on does just to see how close mm-hmm. I can get. You know, I mean, yeah. it's great where we ran into each other. I went in there the next day with him, and I went back in there and I sat down. I had a doe bed maybe eight to ten yards from me. This nice. is my back is against the tree. Bow's in my lap. She come closer. I just put the bow up against my face. It just didn't move. And she come in, fed. The wind was right in my face. She bed down. And I'm like, oh, why can't a freaking big old buck come in here? Yeah, exactly. That. Well, that exactly. night before was crazy because oh, you was, and I parked. It was phenomenal. We get out, we walk, and that wide, symmetrical, different wide. Mm-hmm. Well, the one I think you and I jumped out out of the crook bed and just sat there and looked at him and I. Jeez. And we were, like, looking at each other like we, we were going to go hunt this other deer. You know, there was two, three other bucks in this other group. And... uh then we went up and then we stalked in and I ended up getting a shot on, on one of those bucks, hit a branch and my arrow snapped. But um, it was crazy. Then you and I went out that night. We literally pulled off, parked the truck, and then we were in right in on stalking on bucks. Yeah. No, I mean, well, we, we went two nights in a row, right? And we, the first first night we were on like three bucks. Yeah. Second night we were on a fork and horn, tall, tall fork. And, I mean, that's public land, like not, not even on the base. That's... Public land in California. I mean, yeah. I, I was telling that, him that, that too. does not happen. He told he told me, "Oh yeah, well, I've been seeing a couple of bucks every night." I'm thinking, "What? You got to be crazy!" I'm like, "Come That's, on, let's go." Well, yeah, that, it's an hour drive. Yeah, but that first night we passed on two other bucks on the right on the right side of the road. Remember, you're like, mm-hmm. "I could sneak in." I said, "No, no, no. You want to shoot a good buck, right? Yeah, yeah. Leave him. Let's go." And you're like, oh, "I don't. No, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go." Shit, I, I mean, we probably passed on like five, six, six bucks. I mean, there was always that spot where you'd get out. It was basically, hot. Well, it was, yeah, it was it was definitely hot. I mean, Welcome this whole, summer, this whole summer was hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was hot, and those those deer were there every single the day. The night I shot my buck, my the first buck that I shot, which was the only buck I shot, but um, yeah, when that, you came over that, that night. That's the one that yeah. you shot. The, the, the little bubble guppy buck he shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah that little dinky thing. <laughs> yeah. I told him it's going to take him probably five or six years to kill a really good black buck. Have you black scored that buck. thing yet? Do you need me to? No, it's at Chad's. Oh, Chad's mounting it. Yeah. I'm guessing it's a one, 110 to 120 inch I, buck. I think he's one one twenties. He's he's good. He's got good, yeah, good mass time. I want to see him in person. Can't wait to see him in person. Yeah, he just he just blows up. He just come, he comes out. He's not super wide, but he just comes up and then just... Keeps going. Well, he's that going. perfectly symmetrical. Big three eye guards. Three just good eye guards. Just yeah, the just a hell of a buck. Fronts too. Doesn't have a little crab. Just no. Big, good perfectly threes. symmetrical. Three. I'll by never three. forget that night because Brandon and I had hunted that whole afternoon, and it was it was 105 degrees, and yep, we were trouncing around that day. It was hotter than heck, and uh, as we were coming out of that unit, <laughs> look down to the right, and there's three bucks sitting there, and. And if you guys have hunted with Brandon, most of you have. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it could it couldn't even be a buck, and he gets excited. I mean, he you should be a spike. You should have been with me with him in Montana. He's like, look at that buck. I'm like, I know. I'm like, spike I bet fork. I showed him probably a hundred and hundred fifty bucks up there, and the one he shot, he ended up shooting a good buck. But mm-hmm. he gets really excited. Um, oh, and good deal. Holy cow. We couldn't keep him underneath well, the I'm chain. Worried whenever he draws that tag. <laughs> Dude, it was like, got to hide his bullets. Big fork and horn, and he's like, oh, my God, it's phenomenal. And, Brandon, we love you, buddy, but, you know, you got you to gotta chill it out he a just little loves, bit. He just loves <laughs> mule deer hunting. But uh, it was it was a hot hot night. Got the buck down, got him back into town, and Brad came over, and we hung him in the garage. And pff, it was still 
80 degrees at 11 o'clock at night. I mean, it was... Yeah. Skin them out, cape, caped them out, got them in the freezer so fast. It was so stinking hot. But that's, that's California archery hunting, you know? When I shot that buck, I sent a few buddies pictures of it, and they're <laughs> like, um, when did you shoot this? I'm like, last night. They're like, it's July. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I get the that's same That's our thing. archery season. Mm-hmm. You know, most people don't. You know, August is early for them, you yes, know, a lot of yes. times, maybe mid to late August. But this was the first weekend or second weekend in July we hammered that buck, you know. Yeah. Everybody's- well, you know, you know, getting back getting back to, to blacktail hunting, though, is just as I mentioned before, our predators around here are off the charts, you know. Yeah. If anybody wants to, to hunt, I mean, black bear right now, man, California and black bear hunting – Dude, it's it's the place. I mean, we yeah. have phenomenal bears around here. How many of you guys bought a bear tag this year? I I didn't buy a bear tag. Me neither. I did. Well, See, we, kinda, we had we, plans. We, we kind of had a guy we that can, was going to take care of us, and it didn't happen. My dad's bought a bear tag every year since 1976. Hasn't filled it yet. My first animal I ever killed with a bow was a black bear. No kidding. And now I've killed three or four of them and to be honest you don't have a desire to i don't kill have another a desire to kill another one but my brother went in northern california to my the place that we hunted since i was a three-year-old and they saw in two days they saw i think he said six different bear Oof. and he said it got to the point where it was like finally he his buddy that was there had a bear tag he's like well we might as well just shoot a bear. They were trying to kill a deer, but they couldn't find a legal buck. Bear everywhere. I mean, like, nuts. Well, then you and I went up X-12 thinking, you know, let's get an, at least an idea where we're probably going to see some bears, right? Yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. we saw three or 400 deer, didn't see one legal buck, didn't see one bear. Not one. And it wasn't even that cold. Like, it wasn't the point where they would have been hibernating. It was, what was it, early November when we went up there? Late I, October? I think it was October, October. early October. It was early October, yeah. yeah so. It was like 20 degrees in the morning. It was nice in the day. It was beautiful. You beautiful. know, though, when you guys went up. The this, X-12 12, 12 tag, this, up, uh, bridge Bridgeport there, which they, they normally shoot a lot of bears, bears out of there. Supposedly, it's supposed to be, be good. I'm not a bear hunter. Supposedly, they, they kill some good good bears out of there. But the eastern Sierras have always you know, held a lot of bears. Yeah. But. But, but I have to say, the guys, this is the first year. We have got no, right? No snow on the western side, yeah. right? So I still believe, and, and I think a lot of the deer have come down out of those high alps and that stuff yeah. because the freeze, we've had some frost, and it's killed all the food. Yeah, Bears aren't like that, right? Bears will eat just about anything. Yeah. So I think that a lot of the bears could still be way up there or... They're not as, you know, I mean, as soon as they get a good amount of snow, then everything drops down to lower elevations. Yeah. But, you know, this is this is weird. I mean, you guys have seen all the fires that we've had in Northern California and actually just a few miles south of us here. Yeah. I mean, Well, and I've heard nuts. from some of the biologists that there's bears that don't hibernate. There's bears that stay active year-round. That's, you that's, know? What, that's what I heard, too. And Watch the pictures at uh, Lake Margarita. Well, yeah, yeah I, I, especially the bears Our around here, no question. Here. They're not hibernating they hibernate. around here. But not I was thinking day. more of some of the bears up in the eastern Sierras that they have collared. They say that they're trying to figure out patterns, how long are they hibernating, and some of them don't even hibernate, you know. Well, they On don't your have good to. Deal hunt last year, that 
that track that Brandon and I crossed was within a few days. I was one of the biggest bear tracks that I'd ever seen, black bear tracks in, in my life. And it was only a couple of days old. That was December. My brother's hunt um, the year before, he they saw a bear and he says it was the biggest bear. And listen, he's seen some big bears because you saw the one that we have on that photograph of that looks yeah, like yeah. it had fit inside that uh, bin of garbage and fill it all up. I mean, yeah. they've seen, he said he saw one absolute smoker bear up there. And he's still alive too, right? Yeah. They just kicking along, living like kings. I told you come up at Christmas, we'll probably know. be able to shoot Did you, you a see bear. Him? No, we didn't see him, but we didn't try either. Yeah. It was one of those. Just throw, him, throw out a burrito or something. He, he come <laughs> down. Come down. Yeah. Well, my dad's trees, you saw my dad's trees. My dad was not happy. All, two of his fruit trees were completely destroyed. And well, and that's another symptom of, you know, I mean, they took, bear, or they took dogs away. And yep. when they started taking the dogs away, they've never hit their 1,700 quota. And nope. I haven't even checked at what it is this year, but ever since they... They took dogs away. They haven't met their quota. And, uh, and they won't. No. They never will. No. And everybody wonders why bears are inside city limits or mountain lions are inside city limits and killing house pets and, you yeah. know, raiding people's garbage cans. My, my brother's bear literally was trained. Garbage day was Thursday. And literally that bear would come down and he would hit five or six neighbors' garbage cans. And here's how it worked. They literally would open the garage at 6 o'clock because you have to get your garbage kid down to mm-hmm. the road before the garbage man comes at 7. That, like bear, would, that bear would come yep. out in between 6 and 7 and hit three or four garbage cans before the garbage man would get there. Yeah. Okay? You're telling me that there's it's no bears around the here? Same thing when a feeder goes off. Yep. You know, you watch these people in Texas where they're like, oh, we won't sit anywhere near a feeder until well, 30 minutes before it goes off. Then you hear Because they won't see. Yeah, they hear that. All the corn hits the ground. Because they, yeah. they know. They, yeah. they can be a mile away and hear that clicking noise come yeah, from that feeder. they know. And they know. That's food. Yeah, they yeah. know. And Not on a bear, bear hunt, hunting here, you can't. No. San Luis Obispo County, I think, is the only county, right? Yeah. yeah. Santa Barbara County, you can hunt And bear. there are so many and bears here. It's retarded. On but the Avenel's ranch, it is freaking nuts. Well, I'm, they tried two years ago. Yeah. They tried two years ago to start issuing a limited yeah. amount yeah. of tags. It's got shut down. Slow county. Well, they're getting hit on 101, right? Well, I mean, people well, listen, are hitting they, them on the freeway. I used to work in slow, and... Between the winter months, when they're going back and forth across the grade, I saw five or six hit just at night, just on my way back and yeah. forth to work. CHP would be pulled Jerry over. Jerry hit one. Our neighbor Jerry hit one going to work one well, day. Well, come on. Yeah. Let's face facts. What was on the front page of the paper the day that they were going to do that fishing game, um, a proclamation thing, the next, that morning before that meeting was on the front page. And here's this pretty little picture of this little black bear baby cub. yeah. yeah. And then it said, you know, everybody come to this meeting because they're going to issue bear tags in this area. Oh, my God, that place was overrun with people. Oh, you can't kill. You can't kill Smokey the Bear. Well, yeah. It's the same issue tree, that's tree happened. Huggers. In, where was it? Los Osos or Grande, wherever that fox or whatever that yeah. was killed. It was killing the chickens. It was with the chickens. 
Was it your friend or was it your foe? Why did fish? If it was your friend, why did fish and game have to come out? And it's just uneducated people that don't know that they can't transplant. Yeah, it's all emotion. A fox, a skunk, some opossums. You know, you can't just pick those things up, bring them somewhere else, and let them go. They carry things. They always try to return to their natural place, to where they're just not. They don't fit into other habitats. Yeah. Besides where they're at, to where the most logical thing to do, euthanize it, take it out, get rid of the equation, and it's one fox. Move on with life. Move on. Yeah. To where it killed three of your chickens, you guys started squalling and hollering, they took care of the problem, now the whole county is in an uproar oh, because a fox was killed. And it's You like, have to be so careful <laughs> in what you really? do anymore, especially around here. I mean, it's one bad move, one wrong thing. I mean... It, the wrong person sees yeah. it, snaps a picture. Yeah. You just, you never know. It's nuts. Yeah. Well, hey, let's talk about, you You had mentioned something earlier today about how many photographs of how many animals did you have with RNA on okay. how many? So, um, so I was going back through and reflecting. We are talking about reflection uh-huh. on 2017. And, uh, and as people shoot stuff or kill stuff with a hat or a shirt on, they always send it to me, which I think is cool. So I was going back through and I was building collages to kind of close out 17 and put out on social media. And I have five collages with 16 pictures on each one of something dying or a fish or something with our with our hat or shirt on it. So it's incredible. I mean, the amount of stuff that dropped this year. That And I, I say within our circle, right? Our circle is... Eight to ten people ish. You know, we've got a group of four or five guys in Montana. We got a group of four or five of us out here. I'm gonna need a couple more hats. Yeah, I tell you, he's Justin, a slacker. Justin's in the click now. He's got a hat. So now when he starts killing stuff, he mm-hmm. takes a picture with the hat. He gets in. Maybe like selfie. Selfie time. What? You do selfies anyway. You just need to call me and we'd start hunting together. Yeah. And then he we can has take a selfie pictures. stick. Yeah. Oh. The, the picture I sent him. Do you this really year? have a selfie yes. stick? It's in my hunting pack. And I, okay, OMG. so the, I, I hey, gave him the, the buck picture I sent him this year that was on the. I was wondering how website. you took that shot with my selfie sticks on. Because it was kind of one of those like. Yes. You were I was like, like this. You were like, I was like, bow, buck, let's do this. Okay. <laughs> hey, smile, buddy. Uh-huh. Smile. Yeah, I gave I, I gave him a bunch of crap. Oh, I thought you were uh, gonna say I gave him the selfie last, stick. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, last last season, right? We, yeah, we, we were, were duck with hunting. James. Yeah, we we go took took a buddy of mine out duck duck hunting and uh, scared the crap out of the ducks. He scared them. Hey, somebody's <laughs> got to scare them. James, <laughs> sure still, they get a, he's still learning. He's still learning. So you know. Me and Dowling, we just open up a can of whoop, whoop ass on the ducks. Yeah, we did. You don't want to shoot, okay? No problem. Boom, boom, shoot them. So we we get done, get on the dike there, and we're we're sitting there. He's like, hey, 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 let's take some pictures. And he gets in his backpack, pulled out a self, selfie stick, and I'm like, really? Are you freaking kidding me? He's like, hold on, mm-hmm. click, click. I'm like, damn, that's actually cool. kind of a, I, that's a good idea. Now I know I want to go hunt with Justin. <laughs> Because you don't got, have to carry the selfie stick. I always you can have make tripods him. and, like, decent cameras. Now all you need is a selfie stick. Selfie stick's all the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I've even screwed the uh, selfie stick onto my bow stabilizer and set my bow up against a tree. That way I could get back a little bit and hold the antlers way out so I get a much better picture. 
Okay, now you're just like rubbing it in. Yeah, it works great. His fork, <laughs> his fork and horns look monstrous. Mm-hmm. I'm telling yeah, my you, my little 13 inch little pinners. Oh, hey, he, 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 he looked 20 inches. Yeah. I was wondering how you got That's the angle on that right? buck. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm a good photographer. Leave me yeah. alone. Yeah. <laughs> no, but in all honesty, 2017 was a pretty dang good year. It was when you look at the amount of stuff that hit the dirt this year and just the amount of hunts we all went on. And how many states did you go to? Um, well, hunted California, hunted Arizona with you, um, Colorado, Montana. Um, I drove through a hell of a lot more than what I actually hunted in. <laughs> Would have uh, liked to hunted in a couple of those that you drove through too. Yeah, yeah. Hunted Montana twice. Went up September, hunted elk, came back, hunted Arizona with you, and then went back up in November and hunted deer again. So we burned we burned some rubber this year. My poor truck uh, put some miles on it. <laughs> And some damage. But. Yeah. What I take away from 2017 more than I have any other year is go with my instinct to where, you know, I've been hunting a lot of public land my whole life. And you see the guys driving, 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 you know, and you'll see them get a couple deer and you're like, oh, shit. I'm out here hiking my butt off doing all this and I seen three deer, you know, and that's it. And they said, oh, yeah, we've seen 50 deer today or this and that. Or, like, well, maybe I'm doing it wrong. You know, maybe I just need to start driving more. And you drive, and you're just like, well, this is stupid. And I know, you know. Yeah, you see them, but yeah, once they see, see you and you see them, you're not going to get in on them. Where I keep going back and forth, back and forth. And not this year, but last year, it really set in for me when opening day of archery season, I went into a walk-in only public land. Sun came up, spotted a dandy buck. Made a stock on him, got close but no cigar. Had a couple coyotes blow up for me. Ended up smoking both those coyotes. I was going to say, you killed them, right? Yeah, Good I, man. I whipped you, up the you old. You killed two earlier today, right? Yes, sir. Oh, coyote killer. He's doing killer. his share of conservation. He's, He's helping our fawn I population. I seven coyotes last year with my bow alone. Wow. That's impressive. It's that where is. I always keep my little squeaky pocket calling right there i can just whip it out and make her squeak and but i take him coyote hunting one comes running almost (laughs) runs him over he's got to talk about the crap that we don't want to talk about i mean like literally i thought i was thinking he's gonna wrestle him or pull his knife out or do something something cool it almost went down kyle turned around ran ran away and i'm like okay i almost put a chokehold on a coyote well let's let's see what happened there go over to my head what happened what Dude, I, I thought you guys almost kissed. I called the coyote in too close to where... 20, 20 when seconds. Looking, when it's looking at me through the bush, and I'm looking <laughs> in the distance for the coyote. You don't have a pen for that? Or? Yeah, no. I don't have a no, two-yard you, pen. No, you need a freaking grenade or something. Yeah, he, it dude, was close. Pull the pen and just drop it at your toes. Yeah. yeah. Tw- 20 seconds, I he the lit up on the call, the and that coyote was on him. Whapped him in the head with it. It was that close. It was <laughs> it, it was nuts. I was in full full draw, 660 yards, yeah, so, something like that. Yeah, 60 yards for me. And I'm like, where's Justin? He's right there. And I'm like, I can't shoot. And I'm like, okay, okay. I let down. Coyote runs off. Like, well, as we know, there crap. is a fair share of coyotes in this yes. area. Oh, I mean, beyond anywhere you go, anywhere you look, it is incredible the amount of coyotes there are. I, I mean, saw 13 coyotes today with my son out just looking for quail and stuff. It was, so when you think about quail, you think about turkeys, you think about fawns, yep. you think about all oh, the yeah. small game. I Anything. Mean, I've seen them. Take, oh, yeah. I see them take down deer. Yeah. 
I've actually witnessed. Well, you get a pack of four or five coyotes. I mean, there's been videos on social media of them taking down good sized mature bucks. Yes. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's incredible. It's sad. Calves. They'll they'll kill 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 calves. Oh yeah. But that's that's the reality. Is is the coyotes are you know they're breeding like crazy and no one's doing their share of thinning them out. That's exactly. And I've always said I've told Brad this said a million times. Said man, we just need to get grab Jason's call, run out there. And just set up a call and just start dusting coyotes. Yeah. I mean, just Tom for them. the better of our future yeah. for turkey well, hunting and other and things that, that we like to do. And I, we see, I see public hunters out there all the time. And they're like, yeah, we've seen a bunch of coyotes today. Did you shoot any of them? Oh, no, we're deer hunting. Um, eh, what? So are they. Yeah. <laughs> they're I'm deer like, hunting too. I don't give a crap if I'm in the middle of a deer hunt and a coyote walks out in front of me. He's getting it. Yeah. He is getting it. I'm not going to let a coyote go any day of the week. I mean, unless I got that Ben and Crocker standing right in front of me and there's a coyote, I'm probably shooting the buck and then I'm going to the coyote. But besides that, if any coyote is a dead coyote. Yeah. No, there's, yeah, we there's too many. There's way too many. To where if I can them. see that many in one day. How many I, did you see today? 13? 13. Yeah, that's. And about a five-hour go. That's incredible. That's it. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but at the same time, it's too bad because those coyotes, they're not plant eaters. Yeah. So, yeah, and I also, you know. the bobcats. There's a ton of bobcats where we hunt. And wow. people they don't eat realize the hell out of, out out of the, the quail and turkey, quail turkey and rabbits. Killing machines to where yeah. they will knock the dog dew out of a uh, hatch of turkey chicks. Knock like, the in an dog ins- dew. That yes. might be a new quote that we have to add to yeah. the list. Yeah, that's keeping it censored, yeah. so I don't have to put the explicit tr- lyrics yeah, on trying. my podcast. I'm trying over here. <laughs> uh, the, only, the only good thing this year for the pulp, for the least the turkey hatch this year was, is the grass was high. We had really yes. good rain last year, yes. and I've seen everything tons, tons of turkeys. I mean, Justin, you and I ran into each other. Yeah. And I was sitting in my truck, and, I mean, there was literally 35 turkeys within 150 yards of where I was at. And uh, that's the thing is they know. I mean, they know I was there. But once you start to break the distance, they're like, oh, he's at 100. Okay, now he's at 75. Okay, now he's getting closer. Um, They are smart for having a little pea brain-sized brain. But, um, yeah, the, the populations of... Turkey's quail this year has been phenomenal. phenomenal. Everywhere you go, there's quail just and blown up everywhere. You know, with with not having any rain this year, thinking I'm thinking futuristically. You know, what, yeah. last year was such a good year for us for the first time in ten years, having cover and having everything else. And now all of a sudden, I mean, okay, we're in San Luis County. I saw the stats so far, guys. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. Not but much rain. We just hit. Point five, so a half of an inch for the year so far, guys. Ooh, I mean, uh-huh. yeah. Well, you know, we got four tenths the last yeah. the last sprinkle little ankle. sprinkle that they yeah. called rain. We we don't even have an inch of rain yet this year. Yeah. So I mean, you can look around even in the backyard and in the in the hills around here, right around the house. It's drier than a popcorn fart. Yeah, it Why is. Why do you think we're ablaze? In the middle of coming into yeah, January, so October, November, we got huge burning. fires, we got yeah. huge fires burning down California. So, what's that going to do in regards to you know our hatch for this year? And well, and it's the, scary because I mean, 
look at what the animals feed on, right? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing yeah. for them to feed on right now. And I'm thinking right about now, the deer and the elk. There should be green grass right yeah. now that these deer yep. and, and all the animals should just be thriving on, and it's still just dead grass. Yeah, because yeah, the deer, deer and elk, of course, you know, digestive systems and being pregnant and having going to be having. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I was you're going to go to some abortions and these does aren't going to have their fawns because they just can't carry them because they're and the pigs you know yeah. brad you you know i mean this was a phenomenal pig year i mean it man, was, it was the, awesome it was off the charts in regards to that now all of a sudden we're going back to a drought i yeah. mean how is that i mean we had talked about the reservoirs you know that we had seen you know, almost completely bone dry. And then all of a sudden last year, we're like, oh my gosh, look at all the water here. Yeah. And dry where there's, yeah, yeah, really. So where's that going to put us for, for our animal herd? Well, the hope is, is that 2018 brings us some wet weather. I mean, yeah, that's we, the hope. We need it now. You know, we need it now I mean, for sure. Fortunately, last year and part of this year and late part of 16 is we got a lot of water. So the lakes were able to fill up and you know, the water table filled up to where, you know, people were basically in drought situations, but we need another somewhat subpar year like we had last year to hopefully, you know, rejuvenate some of these animals. Cause, yeah, because we may still have water in some of the reservoirs and the lakes and, and the streams and that kind of stuff, but that doesn't help us with the forage no. that all these animals need. And I, I mean, I think about the Sierra Mountains, right? There's there's no snow up there, guys. I mean, there's no snow up there. I mean, that means, I mean, there's not going to be a big germination of the plants, and everything's going to be where we struggling. got a big help. Where we like to hunt a lot is last year. There was so much water everywhere that instead of the animals, turkeys, quail, deer, pigs being concentrated to certain areas due to the only water sources being around, that it actually gave them a break. They were able to... Well, they could just move a couple hundred yards and they were at water, you know. Everywhere. They could go where they normally weren't before, where there's plenty of water, plenty of food, to where the hunters, which I know very well, had a hard time last spring hunting even the turkeys. Because... There was so much water. There was so much water to where I was going to my honey holes where... This is where they are. Every single year, they don't move between this, you know, little quarter mile area they're in here and i wouldn't see nothing and i'd go yeah. two miles where i'd never see them never seen a turkey or a pig in my life and poof there'd be flocks of them and groups yeah. of pigs well, there was water like, and riverbeds that we haven't seen in 10 plus years yeah i mean to where there was running was streams great. of water that i mean like i said in my time here i've never seen why i mean it was the first time when I moved to California. I couldn't believe that you actually had dry riverbeds because yeah. everywhere I grew up, if there was a, if there it's was all underground, yeah. if yeah. there was a riverbed, there was water in it. I mean, that was just normal to have a stream, a creek that had water in it. And I came here, it was like you're like crossing over a bridge, and it's like dry. But that's that was normal. Yeah, that was you know that's yeah. how it was here. But last year or this year, I mean, there was water everywhere you looked. I mean driving home from work for me on 46 i mean everything from basically jack ranch home everything had water in it you yeah. know shalam creek had water in it yeah. everything out of jack ranch had water in it i mean the elk everything was green the elk yeah, had in 10 plenty years of, you hadn't seen a drip haven't running seen through those, those areas running, yeah. you know i've never seen um you know the creek that runs through shandon have yeah. water in it you know and it was basically i mean you could see where the water was turning flowing. over the rocks i mean it was incredible 
you know, and you're right. When an animal may only have to move a couple hundred yards to get to water versus having to stay concentrated within two miles of one area to find one patch of water, yeah, that's different yeah. for them. And everybody knows it. It changes and their behavior. Was pounding those areas, and this last year, they got relief because I mean, a little pocket in the bottom of a hillside had water in it, to where there were deer, there were turkeys, there were quail, just everywhere you drove, and it was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. So like, with that, with that being considered, then I mean, if we don't get any moisture, they end up. They'll, they'll end up drawing back right, right back to, their to the concentrate to the areas that have mm-hmm. a little bit of water. Well, know? and now we're going to have to figure out the food sources because mm-hmm. the food sources, in my opinion, are going to be a big issue. And for for hunting purposes, for thinking thinking futuristically, yeah. I mean, if we don't get some moisture, which this area a lot of times I mean, we're going to get some April, rain. May, the April May showers around here are pretty consistent. We're yes. going to get some rain, but yeah. the question is: Is it going to be consistent? Is it going to be just dump like it does, and then and it goes none away of the water for a month, and then yeah, all the water goes in the river and goes away, or is it going to be a steady stream of rain? I mean that that's the thing. You know, we just don't know what it's going to get. I mean, we've had a lot of fires, so when you have fires, now you bring in rain, you have erosion issues, so the water doesn't really do anything. Well, for and think, you. thinking about the fires too. I mean, I, of course, being a hunter, I think of all the years that you know when I was growing up as a kid, we had a place we called the Burn. Okay. Well, it burned in the 70s, right? It was the best. It was the mm-hmm. hot spot, hunting spot, period. Now, thinking about that, you know, I've never ventured south of here, but I'm thinking of all that space down there. I'm wondering, okay, well, is there public land and what is that area going to look like? Yeah. I mean, the potential of Two, new hunting. Years, all that green growth, all that fresh well, start, yeah, sprouting up everything. Could be a couple of years or less. I mean, mm-hmm. if they actually get some rain. Well, I mean, The that's, scary thing is if they do get rain, yeah, what yeah, could happen, too. though? But that stuff that stuff hasn't burnt in, in 50 years. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, or let's, more. let's face facts, there's, there's animals there, right? There's always oh, been yeah. animals there. It's just Hopefully you can't see them. Hopefully they survived, yeah. It, if those animals survived, which I'm, I'm sure they did, or even the animals that went outside yeah, the bird yeah. are going to come there now, once the green starts greening up, now it's going to actually be a place where we could actually potentially hunt. Mm-hmm. So I think of it from a hunter standpoint of, yeah. man, we need to... Thing. Either we need to find places that give it. us access or we need to, excuse me, do a little research because the next state record blacktail, coastal blacktail, could come right out of that area. You know, Lucas, you and I have talked about the, the burn area that happened a couple of years ago just north of here and how right afterwards, you know, there was some there was some phenomenal yeah. deer taken out of there. Yeah. And that area, in my opinion, is probably just going to go into its prime for hunting, so it's another area that we need to kind of think about. Yeah, well, and that's figure always out. that's always the thing with a burn. I mean, that within you know a couple months, if you get water, it's green grass is mm-hmm. going to start to you know grow back in. But within a few years is really where you, I think you start to see the maturity of the animals. That it, yeah. elk love burns. I mean, yeah. anytime when I look, you know, when I go into Montana every year, I'm looking. Okay, what areas burned? Are the areas that I've hunted around? And if they are, I'm going to definitely check those areas out because. There's always animals in those burned areas. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just... My dad yeah. brought me up same and raised way. me. He said, hey, yeah. always looking burns. Yeah. And I, don't, I don't care if it just burned. Previous year burns is a huge well, my advantage. My dad's a retired 
CDF, and he's been on fires where it'll burn. They'll be putting it out, going back for the mop up, the clean up. He goes, there'll be deer that <clears throat> you wouldn't know there was deer in the area standing in the ashes, just standing there, not giving a dang. Well, they love the ash, too. Am- they want to get the ash and roll, 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 roll around. It, it kills all the fleas, fleas and the ticks and the off ticks. of them. Go, well, and we it. had we just this last year in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, we burn, had the burn happened. We went up there. You and I went up there, and that's where all the elk were. That's where all the elk were. Yeah, they were literally in the fresh burned and area. They had a monsoon like a couple weeks prior to us getting there, and it rained a little bit when we were there. And that grass was greener than green. I mean, when we were there, and they were just, just a couple they were eating tall that up. They were just mowing it down. They were I, loving I it. I think about the pigs too, Brad. I'm like that area, you know, just south of here. I'm thinking, oh my god. You know, you know, there's always been pigs in there, but you could never hunt it because you could never see them. Yeah. Now yeah. all of a sudden, with that all burned out and it being being cleared out, man, that might be some great great opportunities for us to get in there and find some. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Padres Forest, so. And and one one thing thing too is people don't real, realize is our nas- national forest, the ground that we get to hunt, is the god awful worst country you can in think of yeah it's it is huge brush that's 20 feet high yep and you can't see in there if, if you can't you want crawl to. through it either no i've i've tried it done it and it's screw that but when it when that burns that is some of the best hunting around i never got to ex- experience that because i was too too young but when the um when the grade burned and then when la panza burned Oh yeah, I remember my my dad coming back with his buddies, bucks loaded up in the truck. Yep. The 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 burn over uh, Garcia Ridge over by Mar- Marguerite Lake. Uh, my my dad and my my grandpa going going up there. They're like, oh yeah, we saw probably twenty five five bucks shot to just tonight. Like, the hell! Wow. Yeah. yeah. Three get taken out of their year on a good year yeah. when it was oh yeah thick as brush because you. Well, you, you can't some standing yeah. in the road in order to see something. Yeah, and that's and you're like, well, your or they, odds are. Yeah, you see them standing in the road, and they take one step, and they're gone. They're gone. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, just something something interesting to think about. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's actually it's a beautiful place 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 to live, but a lot of the hunting we got is pretty crappy. Oh yeah. yeah well, that's My the reason we go you know, I have some buddies that moved from up north down here. I took them out to our forest, and they were just like. You gotta be crapping me right now. Like this is your forest. I'm like, yeah, isn't she beautiful? And they're like, dude, we need to take you home to us. Yeah. I went up there with them. I'm like, oh my god. They're like, as far as you can drive in either direction, leave our hometown. You're in a forest. It's a totally and, different and forest, you're, though. You're yeah. in. It's just a different forest. forest. Yeah. And they're just like, we don't have to pay for our forest. He couldn't believe it. He moved down here and he goes, what's that? You're hanging on the. Uh, Rivi Mir. So that's my venture pass. It means I, I'm allowed to go on the National Forest. And he goes, you have to pay to go on the National Forest mm-hmm. that you pay for? On your land. And I said, yeah. And he goes, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. He goes, thank God I was never born and raised here. I was like, yeah. Well, you get used to it after a while. Yeah. And he goes, I can't believe that. Painful. Got to have goes, your adventure pass. Yeah. Go out to Pozo, and you got to have your adventure pass out there. Yep. Yeah. Well, guys, 2018. What do you guys got? What do you guys got on the docket for 18? I know Jason and I are. We're going to be hitting trade shows here. We're leaving for Dallas next week. Going to go to Dallas Safari, and 
I'm going to head up to the Wild Sheep Show and Western Hunting Expo and yep, a lot Western of different hunting. a lot of different shows going on. What uh, what do you guys got going on? Arizona. I leave for Arizona in 11 days. Oh, you bum. Yeah. Finally get to go hunt some muleys. Nice. Stick and string, right? Yep. Oh, sure. over the counter boat tag. You got so. them you got them already lined up. You already know where the bucks are at or Nope. <laughs> nope. Just go over there and wing it. That's okay. Figure it, it out turns on the, the fly. Best laid plan. Get up on a big old hill and start glassing. I'll yeah. find them. Well, Arizona's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to kick it off with some duck hunting on the third. Oh, there yeah. You go. Duck hunting. Mm-hmm. Man. You yeah. are a you are a raging duck hunter. Mm-hmm. Both of you two. Yeah. I, lo- I love my archery. I can't. I love my duck hunting. I can't hunting. seem to get into it. That's I could have took him to a club. Great. I could have took him to a club last weekend, and he turned it down. He's like, I'm, I'm just really scared to get into it. And I said, don't worry. I'm scared to love it. Don't worry. You're, <laughs> yeah, that's you are, I need uh, is you, another hobby. Yeah, you are too busy to, to get into it. <laughs> that's what he told you me about You just need to experience about it. Oh, just come with me. Come yeah. with me. I'm like, I don't want to go turkey hunting. I might like it. I got too many vices as it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, duck duck hunt though, that's that's a whole it. nother it is it's completely one eighty from archery deer hunting or archery hunting in just general. That was a whole new kicker into it. Everything that you know about bow hunting or sneaking or throw it out the window. Throw it out the window. Change your whole gear your setup. Your tactic is all different. Your tactic yeah. is yeah. so off the wall. It, yeah. And it changes <laughs> just like during a deer season, it changes during duck season to where mm-hmm. You change your decoy spreads. You got to change your whole tactic. Sometimes you throw three decoys out. Sometimes you throw five hundred freaking decoys out. Like it, it just. Sometimes you call. Sometimes you don't call. You, mm-hmm. It's throw your motion decoys out there. Do not put any motion decoys out there. It's just a yeah thing. Um, the wind. The like season changes to where Spanish early to me in the right season, now. late in the season, tactics change. Now, if you guys want to go elk hunting, we can. We could talk about tactics. We can talk about all kinds of tactics. I'm going to try to do that in Colorado in 2018. Well, I'll tell you, it's it's an addicting it's an addicting thing. I mean, Colorado, I, you can buy over the counter. You can go yes. archery hunting all you want. I duck hunted as a kid, and I mean, I duck hunted all the time because of You're course, slaying. Yeah, oh man, SLB, hey, you you huh? you name it. <laughs> if it if it flies, it should die. Um, but you know, I mean, once again, you do what what season allows you to do so when deer hunting ends you switch over into uh killing birds and when bird season gets a little slow then you switch over into fishing but i kind of stopped duck hunting and then i got into big game and then i'm kind of like whole heart everything in well application season starts next week arizona opens wyoming opens that's what i was just thinking about i mean financially i gotta my war chest is a little on the light side since the kids burned most of my money this last year (laughs) that's okay there's always money for applications god i gotta figure all that out but problem is when you start drawing some of these tags and it's like okay i'm not getting that thousand dollar refund now yeah well that's funny that you mentioned that because literally that's kind of where my my you know for 15 years i was I had plenty of money, and all of a sudden, then I drew a sheep tag, and then you draw this elk tag, and then you draw that mule deer tag, and then you draw a couple more, and then all of a sudden, you're like, that money that you used to get back every year, it went away. Yeah. So. But that's what you want to do. I mean, that's what you that's want, the goal. is you want to draw these tags. I'm going to draw this next year. I, I haven't decided what I'm going to draw, 
Jason's going to actually, Jason's going to physically have a tag this year. I was debating on a goat. I was debating on Colorado because I, I've got, I think I got plenty of points to draw Colorado goat tag. So I was debating on doing the Colorado. You got max points in Montana too, don't you? I'm max points on deer, goat, and moose in Montana. And sheep too, right? No, sheep. Sheep, goat, moose. Sheep, goat, moose. I'm max points in Montana. I always, I always try for that, but you know, I mean, Montana. Once again, that's Slim. the whole. That's well, the whole grail. Yeah, but there's some units with max points you could draw. Go I tag. could. You're just trying to put I'm, in for the primo I'm, units. Yeah, I'm just. I'm being very. He wants picky. a big billy. The next thing I got to do is get you guys to pick up a recurve for a longbow. See, I've been talking about that for a long time. I did it two years. Well, I've had my bow for five years, six years now. I had my recurve for about six years now. I dinked around with it, shot it, shot it. But as far as we know, the hunting public land, period. You got to like, have every advantage you can. Yeah. So, oh, my God. Like, you want it to be able to recurve. shoot. I, I need to grab my compound because there ain't no way I can hardly do it with my compound bow. But two years ago, I drew the A33 tag, which is that late season either Monterey sex tag, hunt. Yeah. And I was like. Yeah, I'm, I'm that was a limited. I'm How many people have that? Tag? Twenty-five. So once again, there you go. It's late season. The rut's in, and I was like, you know what? I'm bringing out the recurve. I'm bringing the compound just in case Daddy Wampus wants to step out. But I'm gonna try to do it with the recurve. I must have snuck up on fifty plus deer with that thing. <laughs> no joke. And so I mean in. What it did for me is it brought that whole new ball game of actually bow hunting. To where, <laughs> Brad's to where, over there. Mm, not at that stage yet. I uh, brought the... Screw that. You know, I like kill, killing stuff with it. 50, 60 <laughs> yards all day long. But I need to get them into, you know, 25, 20, 30, 25 yeah. yards. 20 to where, lethal range. Yeah, to where I practiced out and out and as far as I could, but I just didn't feel really comfortable at that 35, 40-yard range. There's no way. Unless it was, like, the biggest deer I've ever seen in my life, maybe. But I wanted to get in close to where I had so many blown stocks to where every time I got closer and closer and closer, just playing the wind, getting everything to where I finally put it together on a doe to where I snuck in. I laid down on my belly for about 15, 20 minutes. When I leaned up, she was gone. I thought, oh, crap, I just blew it. I come to my knees, come all the way up. Yeah, I get ready to stand all the way up, and I look, and she's six yards, broadside. That's cool. Has no idea I'm there. Come to full draw and let her have it. To her, I felt like I just shot in the biggest buck of my life. I jumped up and down. I smoked her. She ran 60 yards and piled up, and I was just... Elated. Just beyond. I was jumping, screaming. My buddy could hear me from the truck a mile down, yelling and hooting and hollering. He's like, what the hell? Did you shoot a buck? I'm like, What'd I, tell I shot you? a doe. I shot a doe. It's the greatest What'd thing What did I tell you, Lucas? I was like, mm, I'm thinking about buying myself a takedown recurve. I always wanted it, to have it, one as a backup mm-hmm. plan anyway, but. It's just, it, 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 like I don't, it, it, like I don't have that urge, but. Oh, uh, you give him 10 years. Mm-hmm. He'll get there. He's, he's in, he's in whack and stack mode right now mm-hmm. too. But it was I think fun. it's cool. The guys it that was, go trad. I mean, I think it's, it it's a whole different fun. element of, you know, archery hunting, but. I'm just not there. No. I, <laughs> I love I'm technology. Just... I love the newest, coolest bell and whistle. I love having something that will tell me the exact yardage and 
dial it up, and that's just that's just me. But I mean, don't don't get get me wrong. If I pull up on a deer at twenty yards, I'm not going to go. Oh, I wish I had a recurve and pull back the compound bow and let her have it. Pull back I'm, that bolt action. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get the boom, boom off. Out. That's fine with me. Yeah. But I don't know. Just a recurve would be fun, but. That, it's, it's a different ball game. That com- compound bow, though, it still. Is. No, it's you're going to be beaded and disappointed 99.9% Well, you're going to be a better hunter hunting with trad stuff than you are, you know, clearly. Yeah. I mean, just or you'll to, have more opportunities to fail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and there wasn't a single time that I wasn't going, I should just freaking, what the hell am I doing? My compound sitting right there in the truck. 500 yards away. Yeah, but if you go to that, then you're never going to kill anything. Exactly. It's just like, and that's what I did. If I you have the option to com- shoot some of the rifle, but you got your bow in your hand, you're going to. Exactly. You're going to gravitate to the rifle. Yep. You know? And that's but what I did. I had to. Still should have shot that big forked horn with that 2535. Darn it. When we were up in Goodale. Told you. I know. Even after I came out of or that you, mountain and you were like, let's go. We can, We still have time to get over there and you can shoot that big fork. And I'm like, was I'm still shaking. Was that that big old freak nasty old, old looking fork horn you sent me a picture of? Yeah. yeah he, he just went like have. straight out. <laughs> or Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah, the no vote. Problem. Or he should have shot, shot the buck that he shot at the day before at 240 yards yeah. when, when we're walking up af- after we crossed this gnarly creek. That I had almost already died seen him in. twice before then. Brad was like... Yeah, I'm like, hey, Jay, uh, you might want to shoot that buck, Jason. We looked at it. He's like, oh, well, he's, he's not 30. I'm all, yeah, but he's like 24, 25, but really tall, heavy, three by four. Everything going on. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Hey, I'd already been there. We go up this huge old mountain, which which was awesome. I'm really glad that, that we did. And end up seeing that Big three pointer down on the bottom. It was probably twenty eight, yeah. but he was just just the three. Jason's like, hey. eh, no, and I'm like, okay, let's go to the next one. Yeah, that's all. Are you kidding me? Go. I was max point holder. That's a fifteen year tag. Not, I did not come there to shoot any of those deer. I didn't. I'll be real honest. That whole trip, I didn't see one deer that tripped my trigger. Not one. That's okay. So I was I was pushing the limit. I mean, yeah. literally, we were getting ready to back out. That we were getting ready to back out and go kill that forked horn with the le- old lever action. When when my other buddy said, "I found him," you know, literally, we were at that stage where it was like, "Okay, we're we're bailing. We're going to back out of here." And then we saw that deer. And we made the stock, and and I thought I'd killed him, but that didn't work out so good for me. But. <laughs> That happens. Yeah. You know, that's hunting. Yep. I mean, it if is. you haven't had that disappointment yet, wait, your turn's coming. Yeah. yeah. Anybody that's listening that's thinking, oh, man, that sucks. It does. It oh, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It well, does suck, but most of us have all lack, been there. It was not a lack of effort. We put a lot of time in. We hunted a lot of spots. We hammered it, Glassed man. a lot it, of deer. Yeah. Ten, ten days for me there of hunting, not counting. There wasn't many deer that we didn't not see in not that area. Not counting Spotting days and scouting days, and I mean, it was. I was, I was, I was pretty tired. Yeah, you were whooped when we got there, and you were sleeping in the back of the truck. See, and that's where it comes in hard for me. I have four kids, full time job. You know, I don't get all this time going out to our spots and scouting them, and scouting them, and scouting them, and yeah. looking and looking and looking. Most of the time, it's like I get maybe one, maybe two weekends, a couple months before. Just to go out and look. And in those months, period, 
they changed. They changed their whole yeah. dynamic of how they are going to run their ship. Well, the, yeah, the deer from velvet here, to hard antler, they they're know. totally different. They once that week hits when they start shedding, oh, it's it's you might not ever see them again. Well, it's just funny watching deer behavior when they're in velvet. I mean, the way they change their body when they walk through brush uh-huh. and how they move their antlers and they're having they don't want to be in brush. They don't want to touch anything. Yeah, it hurts them. But once they go hard antler, they're just a totally different yeah. creature. Yeah. I mean, they're nocturnal, and if you even see them during the day, it's yeah. I mean, and that's where I have to, like I said, in 2017, that's what I learned the most is just go with my gut instinct. Go with, you know, I know this is where deer like or, you know, oh, these patch of trees. Like I was saying earlier in the hunt where those coyotes blew it. I shot those two coyotes with my bow squealing on my rabbit in distress call. Shot the first one. It barrel rolled past me because it was running at me. Then called again, called the second coyote into 50 yards, shot him. It ran off. I went out and put my bow down, picked this coyote up, dragged him back, was setting up my selfie stick to take a picture. (laughs) And all of a sudden, as I'm propping the camera up, I look right where I just walked in that four-foot-tall grass underneath these big oaks. And all of a sudden, there's a doe standing there. And I'm like, what? Where did you come from? So I grabbed my binos. I pick up, and in the grass, I see this rack sleeping. You can see its head just bobbing in the grass. And I went, no, my God, did I just walk 40 yards from this toad buck, public land. Jeez. No bow in my hand and didn't know it. So I'm crawling back to grab my bow next to the coyotes. I come back, and about that time, that doe was not having it. She's like, no, I see you. She starts walking away, and I'm like, yes, just walk away. She walks away. And as she's going away, of course, she starts bounding off. The buck stands up. I go, oh, my God, I got to make the shot now. And I ranged him, shot. He ducks my arrow to where, ironically, I hit him right in the base of the antler to where when he ducked, he turned into the arrow, runs off, and I see the arrow just sticking outside of his antler. And I'm going, oh, my (laughs) God, no way. Now, that would be a serious trophy, even for a rifle hunter to get that beer. Okay. That beer. The story gets gets better. It's a great mount. To where these little group of oak trees, there was only six oaks, big oaks, but they were dropping acorns like no other. To where my buddies told me, oh, give it up. Stop and eat. You know, the next morning I went right back in there. You know, I'm sitting underneath those oaks. Seen a couple does. That's it. I hunted that same spot. Those same trees for six weeks, every weekend. I'm like, not giving it up. Like, I know these deer want to come in to these oaks. They're like, and every time, it was like, wasting time, wasting time. What'd you see today? What'd you see today? Nothing, nothing. A doe, two does. Six weeks to the day, I'm sitting there underneath those oak trees. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm going to give it one more last shot. It was on a three-day weekend. I don't know if it was Moral Day or what it was, but it was Sunday. I'm sitting there, and it's, you know, I'm watching the sun, and I'm like, come on, it's going down. Come on, it's going to happen. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Bewitching hour. Yes, exactly. And all of a sudden, I just look up, and I go, oh, my God, there's a buck standing there. Don't move. I bring the binos up, and it's, I can tell it's the smaller forward horn that this buck liked hanging out with. And he comes walking in, comes right into the oak trees, and I look back, and I see this white face staring at me in the brush. 
He's checking the area. It's the same buck I had shot in the antler six weeks ago. Comes right in. Arrow still in him? No, it was broke off to where I shot him at 40 yards, pinwheeled him, just drilled him. And I was just like, like, what the hell just happened? Like, no way did that same buck six weeks later come, come into back the to exact the same, same trees that it, I shot him at and hit him to where you think, oh, I never go back gone. to that he's location gone. ever yeah, again. He's gone. Never coming back never here coming again. Back. But it was just like, no, my gut instinct told me, go back, go back. Like, just wait. And it worked out. And wow. it was the same thing this year to where I had seen a couple of deer before where I shot the buck this year at 87 yards and went into that area. And sure as crap, here comes a little forking horn, which I was going to take. And no, behind him, 200 yards, here comes big boy walking wow. back. And I snuck it in <laughs> and let him have it. That's awesome. It was just. Do what you think you got to do. Don't follow your instincts. Yeah. yeah. No, it's totally true. I mean, those deer do change behaviors throughout the different parts of the season, but they're creatures of habit, though, too. Yes. I mean, as much as you think they're going to blow out of certain areas, you, you know, if there's water or feed there, you know, I would say at least five times out of ten, you got an opportunity to get yeah. back on that deer again, you know. And especially where it was, it was a walk in only area to where. It was limited to the traffic, and where it was, I'd never seen another guy oh, that helps. walking that far in there. To where, yeah, they'll they'll hang out closer to the road. They park the truck next to the road and walk in, you know, two hundred yards, yards, and make their hunt and end up out. Well, where they were was just another half mile further in wow. to where there was not a road anywhere around. To where if you do push them. They're going to go into the heart of that area where I just played my instincts and let it go. That's and it awesome. Out. That's cool, man. That's nice. Well, boys. Freaking Brad's going uh, hunting in a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. I'm jealous. Can't wait. <sighs> Cannot wait. He's already killed a donkey of a deer with his bow. Yeah, mm-hmm. Arizona. Mm-hmm. See if I can do it again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I was just luck, lucky on that one. Take luck. Luck oh, yeah, no, I love luck. <laughs> I take it, man. 5% of the time, you put it on your side. I take it, man. It was Most of it's skill and most of it's scouting, and but there's an yeah. element of luck in there, too. Yeah, that was that was really, that was a bitchin' night. That was really, really cool. Those are the ones you don't forget. Nope. Well, that, that deer that my boy got, we spotted him six days earlier. And then spotted him two days after that, and then spotted him the day before we killed him, and then spotted him the day that we killed him. I mean, it just, you know, got to get, you find one, you got to stick with it. Actually, I think I sent you a picture, and you're like, go kill that sucker. Yeah, kill him. So, go back to that same thing. You got to find him first. Once you find him, then it helps you. You, If you know there's a good one somewhere, you got to stick with it. Got to put your time in. Yeah. So... Cherish the times that you're out there. Amen. That's what I told Brandon. I said, take all this in, even though it's colder than hell right now. I said, (laughs) when we're back working in the office, I said, the one thing you're going to think about is being back, Mm -hmm. you know, hunting all these mule deer. So, wishing you were freezing your butt off again. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, for those cold nights, nasty nights in Colorado, I spent one night on the mountain. It was like single digit degrees, and my 
sleeping bag popped open and I still think back at that, I'm like, that's still better than sitting in my office working. <laughs> as cold and as terrible that night was, I slept maybe one hour, but um, it was still worth it. It was still fun. Right. Well, guys, we're going to close out. I think we've been ranting for almost an hour and a half. That's pretty good. Jeez. That's not yeah, bad yeah. for us. We could probably keep Don't going. Don't worry. Nobody's yeah. ever going to hear the ending of this yeah. because uh, the Most reality probably, is they, 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 they gave up 45 minutes yeah. ago. You'd be surprised. <laughs> what are those guys doing? You'd be surprised. But I just want to say thanks to you guys, one, for coming over tonight. I had to bribe you to... Oh, yeah, over. it was rough. Yeah, yeah. With the food. We're doing that again Come on Tuesday, on. Tuesday. Come over Tuesday. here. Yeah, Tuesday. Brad's here a lot. Jason's here quite a bit. I live J- right Justin's down Justin's inaugural. Really? Yeah. I live over off of Melody. Well, huh? we're neighbors. Yeah. Damn. We need to do it more often. I, I live a long ways away, as you yeah. figured out when yeah, you made the He's got a long you, drive you tonight. your ass over there. Yeah, J- Jason always shows shows up. Just about every single time I pull up, Jason's like, oh, Brad Truck's down there. Yeah. That's because Brad calls and <laughs> says, hey, can you come help me pack crap out of Lucas's house mm-hmm. and put it in the back of my truck? Mm-hmm. Um, like, Lucas time, isn't even here. What's up with that? One time. Yeah, you got the code to his house? Yeah, I, got the, yeah. I could get into his house. Okay. Yeah, don't worry. I'm just taking this with me, too. My house yeah, is exactly. usually open anyway. Oh, look at some brand new XD camo. It's amazing yeah. how that stuff works. <laughs> Wondered how he got that shirt. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Smack talking. <laughs> well, you can turn, it, turn off the recording now, and then hey, we can get to website. the real story. You can go to your website and buy anything you want. Yeah? That's right. You got my, I got my logo on, don't I? Yeah, you're a, you're you, a Sika man. Yeah. Oh, he actually said it. I didn't figure he was allowed to say it oh, on his oh. podcast. He'll, that'll be one of those beep. Yeah, okay, okay, that company. It's all good. <laughs> Equal opportunity, right? I, w- I wear them both. Yeah. Wait, I w- who killed more this year? Well, sure wasn't me. I didn't kill nothing. Sitka or XD? Like I said, I, I was sitting behind some pictures, but so mm. was he. Yeah. Good days. Good days. <laughs> Sat behind a lot of pictures this this year. It's okay. I didn't have the selfie stick, but that you know. So some yep. some you have just to check something that to add to to your your hunt. Didn't we go pig pig hunt that that morning? Which morning? The morning that you shot your deer. Didn't we pig hunt? Yeah. And then I told you I said, "Hey, I'm going to go deer hunt tonight. Yeah. You want to go deer hunting?" So the night the night before, I fished an all night tournament. Mm-hmm. Came home, slept an hour, got up because we had hunters, four of them. Shot our pigs, were done. Opening day of deer season. The opening day of deer season. And then I decided, I was like, I need a nap. Like, I, I, I have to. I'm going to sleep. Yeah. Like about an eight to 12 hour nap. <laughs> no, no, because it was kind of a long, long, long morning. It some animals to take, take, take care of and stuff. And, and they, they were here. I take a nap, wake up, I talk to him, and he's like, oh, just hang hang out at home. We're, we're going to go and scout, and we'll, we'll go in the morning. Like, oh, no, I don't know, I don't know. No, I kinda, BBD, BBD. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, all right, I'll just, I'll. I might I'll, have that text. I'll, I'll chill. Mm-hmm. I'll, just, I'll just hang out. <laughs> he's over there laughing. Freaking three, right three hours later, <laughs> I get a call. Dude, I shot the biggest buck, buck of my life. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? In the middle of your nap, right? Oh, I, I was awake, well awake. Are you freaking kidding me? Dude, he is freaking out on the phone. It was hilarious. That's the most excited I've ever seen hey, Lucas. killing a big black that tail buck? He was all, all, all over the place. I'm like, okay, so am I driving out? I don't know yet. I, I'll just call you back. 
dude, don't don't leave me hanging. You're yeah. like, send oh, me a picture, and yeah. I was like, click. I was like, oh dang, I'm on my way. I'm putting pants on. I'm freaking ready to go. He's like, just meet me at at the house. He beat me here. <laughs> like, I'm like, holy shit, don't touch it. Let me cape cape this buck out. Don't screw this up. <laughs> That's a good deer. Yeah, I got the text. Stop. BBD. That, that was a hell of a weekend, though. I, I think I, I still think he sent in. me the text. Like, oh, yeah. my God, look at the buck. Lucas just shot. And I was like, <laughs> where the hell did you get that? I was like, what? I was like, not in the area I'm hunting. That's a dang sure. Yeah. That was. I told him it would be years. Now, now it's going to be years for him to top it. That'll oh, be the challenge. Especially on public land. That's a. Even with a rifle, yeah. I don't know that if thing we is can, a toad. If if he and I draw the the Covalo hunt next year, we could we could we could potentially see. Talk but it. I can consider but that's that different. A, different that's a Pacific yeah. hybrid that he shot. That yeah. thing's a tonky, gigantuan Pacific hybrid. And I mean, I see. You know, I I measure for California Bowmans, and I see the bucks that come in and come out and. Where they're shot at and this and that, and you go, come on, like that's a that's a mule deer, but yeah. because it was shot on this side of the road, it's considered Pacific hybrid or a blacktail or vice versa, everything yeah. in between. To where guys will shoot a, you know, a blacktail on the mule deer side, and no, it's got to get scored as a mule deer, and you're just like, yeah, no, come on, no, that you know, to where he shot a giant. That yeah. thing's a giant. I don't care what anybody says, especially you do it on public land with a bow. It's top notch. That's going to be far and few ever to get. Yeah, if I ever shoot anything bigger than that, I, I told yeah. him. I haven't seen a blacktail that big. I mean, I've seen pictures of blacktails that other people are gripping and grinning on, but I've never seen one in the wild like that. Yeah. Yeah, your score is good. Not a lot of deductions. He's. Symmetrical. Yeah, he's very typical. Very, very close. But and that's what you want. the The biggest buck I've ever shot. I sent you a picture yeah, of it a while back. Really nice deer. That was on public land, and I went. He went a day with no sleep. I went four days with no sleep, not an hour, to where I was working double shifts, starting Wednesday, and opening day was Saturday, and I did not sleep all day. Hunted all day Saturday. Went to work Saturday night, hunted all day Sunday, and it was Sunday at 1 p.m., and it was 107 degrees outside when I shot that buck with my bow. It was... That's that's our hunting, though. Yeah, yeah you, shot, you shot that buck hunting. in 2012, 13? Yeah. It, probably 2011, 2012. Because I, I think that's when I just got a bow, and I was like... Holy mm-hmm. shit! I'm yep. I I need a bow, and then I went out and shot a hell of a buck, and I'm like, oh, I like this this bow stuff. Okay, had, had adds less, an extra couple yes. months to your hunting season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, had less than inch and five eighths of deductions on the whole frame. Just about as beautiful as a symmetrical buck. You yeah, could that's get. a really nice deer. That picture it you was sent me. Huge. To where it'll it'll never be topped. I'll never. Top that. I much. wouldn't say that. Let's let's hope he, let's hope that's not true. But I, I'm trying to reverse psychology. Oh, the reverse psychology yes. on yourself. I'm, I like it. I don't even believe in bucks that big anymore. We keep raising you know? the bar. I mean, hey, 2018's here in two more days. Mm-hmm. We got to be thinking 2018 is going to be even better year. Hopefully, we get the rain. Hopefully, we get the feed. And hopefully, we get the antler growth on the animals. But 
there's still going to be a few stompers out there. Oh, yeah. I see them every right? year. I see them come out They're of the units there. that we Game have. Game plan, guys. Year. I'm telling you, this burn is, is, is making me think about stuff. Well, the oh, burn I out agree. there where we hunt. They burned yeah, a they burned ton, a ton yeah, of they stuff out there. there to where next year that desolate burned area yeah, if we get might some rain. be it's gonna be money. The honey hole. Yeah. Four years ago that burnt area was pretty hot and then this year during the junior hunt. Oh I, I just was out I there drove the junior hunt. I drove through there during the junior hunt because one of the kids that I knew had a tag and there wasn't a freaking deer out there. No, no, and and that's all they had really open. Yeah, and it was, it was like uh, we're supposed to take these kids into a half the logs were still smoldering yeah, were and still burning. burning. We're like, when they burn this? Oh, two days ago. You're like, what? That's the wrong like, time to hunt a burn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, um, not well, ideal. There was no stalking oh, opportunities, even if you would have seen a deer yeah. out there, because they could see you from three and a half you. miles away. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. It, it was it was bad, but we ended up getting nice pig. We got coyotes. We got both their deer. I mean, quail, you know, they were both first-time hunters. It was it was awesome. They both got first coyotes. They both got ducks, quail. Yep. I mean, we were That's out awesome. there just having a blast. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. Share that with your kids, man. Yeah, Same thing on my on my youth hunter that I had out there. He killed a little forgadorn on the last evening. He killed a pig the day before. It was a pretty fun time. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was great. Good times. Good times. All right, guys. For the fourth time. Yeah, try yeah. To, yep. Hey, turn on some country music or something and wrap <laughs> this thing up. Try to shut her down. I'm not even. He sure. ran out of whiskey. Of Jesus, I hour did. Ago. I need another drink. You and me both. Oof. Yeah, I need. That was it. some good whiskey. That was some good whiskey. Who Brad. brought that over anyway? Mr. Brad. Brad Pierce, of course. That was some. Good I don't whiskey. think so. I think that was Kenna. If I remember right, Kenna brought that mm-hmm. in. I think she probably she went was, to the store and bought it too. i think it was a woman that yeah. brought that bottle in and no, i'm no, no. pretty confident that i saw a woman bring a basket she brought it in because i had her carry it because i was carrying beer too oh i got beer in the i in sure like that that was good crown though it was it was oh uh, he's oh. Up. oh chris ledoux yes oh. no better way to end 2017 with a man the myth the legend who can name the song? Eight oh, second easy. Come on. Come on. Living the dream, baby. Justin got it. Mm-hmm. I could probably name you all the songs. You guys want to sing along? I got his autograph on a hat. Rolling down a long highway. Copenhagen lid. Out to New Mexico. <laughs> all right, right, boys. We'll see you guys in 2018, huh? Well, let's do this. Amen. Let's whack and stack a bunch We're, of them. Yes, sir. We're going to do yep. some hunting. Now that I got a new hat. You're going to start getting a lot of selfie pictures. That's may, fine. May I, tags be plentiful for everybody. And what that means is, by God, freaking don't forget to apply. Right. Beg, borrow, steal, get get the money somehow, put your name in the hat, because yeah. somebody, somebody, somewhere is going to pull just the ultimate tag. And then and we're all going to be if there. It might not to be you, you or it might not be me. Hopefully, it'll be somebody that we know and we'll be able to go. Yep. Because. I just want to experience some of these hunts that people can draw the tags. I don't yeah, have to be the both. one behind the trigger. I got a yeah. friend. I got a friend that's that's hunting San Gregorio sheep. Can I know. I, I think he's hunting next week. Oh, we need to connect me. with that guy. I'm telling you, you know. I still have a hard time explaining that to my wife. She goes, "Well, why are you going if you can't hunt?" I'm like, 
Oh. Hey, it's not. Sometimes it's better that way. Yeah, I'm like, it's no a, pressure on no, me. No pressure. I'm just like, well, it's not just that. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? It's the camaraderie. It's the being at camp with them. It's the. It's the whole experience. You're just yeah. dead. You're that why we hand. do it. Sometimes yeah. it's like, I know for me personally, another person with me helps keep me calmer. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that person. Depends on who you're hunting with. I was gonna right. say, not if me. He's over, he's over. <laughs> kill it, kill it, kill, kill it, kill it, kill it. Yeah. One. You, you without Red Bull, too. Nerves, that's a crazy thing. Normally, you're just like, okay, he's 32 yards. You got that guy that's just there toward. You're almost your coach. Yeah. And you're just like, that helps me tremendously. Yeah. And it's like that's why I like going with other people. Whack them and stack them. Let's do it. All this. right, guys. We'll close out 2017. And we'll see everyone in 2018. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Ciao. Hey, everyone. This is Lucas Paw, host of the RNA Outdoors podcast. Please check out Podbean and iTunes. If you have an iPhone or iPad, go to Podcasts app on your device, search for RNA Outdoors, and hit the purple subscribe button. When doing this, It'll automatically upload when new podcasts are loaded, and they will download into your queue. For Android users, you can access the podcast through Podbean, Stitcher, or just use our website, www.rnaoutdoors.com forward slash podcast. In addition, under the RNA Outdoors podcast channel, please leave a review and a five-star rating. These reviews help boost our popularity and outreach. You can also follow us on our social media outlets, Twitter at RNA Outdoors, Instagram at Rod N Arrow Outdoors, and Facebook RNA Outdoors. All links are in the show notes as well. If you like what you've heard, we hope you'll pass along our channel to your friends and colleagues. Keep up the good fight. We cannot sit by and watch the public lands devoted to wildlife protection wither away. There's simply too much at stake. Make your voice heard, speak up, get involved with conservation efforts and know that every little bit helps. As we say on the mountain, see you guys on the next ridge.